0: Stephen Jones joins us now in the fan and a good afternoon, sir. How are you?
1: Good afternoon. Doing, doing good.
0: Right on, right on, man. Just, you know, despite the records, this is one of the most history rich matchups between an NFC and AFC team. How cool is it for you to see the, uh, the black and yellow and the, and the silver and blue out there this weekend?
1: Well, it's going to be outstanding. And, uh, of course, uh, hats off to the Steelers and coach Tomlin and the Rooney family. They've, uh, they've really, uh, uh, done a good job of uh, putting this team together this year obviously I think the only undefeated team in the league right now and uh, you know playing at a high level we're going to have our hands full and uh, certainly uh you know it seems like every time they play they bring a lot of fans too so uh, it'll be interesting I think we'll probably have our biggest uh, capacity of, of the year so uh, hopefully uh, uh, we've done a lot of good work this week we feel like and Hopefully, we'll improve again on the defensive side of the ball. Obviously, some challenges there at the quarterback position for us, but uh, we're uh, ready to uh, ready to get after it.
2: Steven, I I hate I hate myself for the question, and I hate the question, but here it comes. Uh, T.J. Watt, you had obviously an opportunity to draft and decided either wasn't fit or there was somebody you liked better. Twenty nine of the teams passed too, but do you guys, do you ever look back at that and go, "Dang it." <laughs>
1: Absolutely. I mean, you, you always do that. If you're truthful and you're honest, uh, what, what you might could have been left, you know, the, the harder part of that is he was in serious contention. And I, you know, I think the biggest issue was, you know, we were playing a four, three there with Rod and Rod was concerned about, uh, you know, some, how he'd hold up against the run in the four, three and, uh, didn't have that same concern with taco. But, uh, obviously if, uh, he had that to do all over again. Uh, I wish we would have done that. And, of course, he'd fit even probably better in some of the things we're trying to do now uh, with Coach Nolan and, and our defense. So, uh, you know, he's obviously a great player. Uh, uh, he's already on his way to a great career, not unlike his brother. And I uh, congratulate the Steelers for getting him.
3: Steven, uh, as the trade deadline uh, came and went, with. Obviously, you didn't get blown away by any offers for your players, though. But, you know, in the scouting circles, they're kind of saying that maybe you guys held a little bit of a grudge against Seattle for what happened with Earl Thomas, and maybe that's why you didn't trade with them. Is that true or not, or is that, uh, is that something that scouts are just talking about?
1: Let's just talk. Uh, I think the world of John Snyder, think the world of the Seahawks organization, Coach Carroll, uh, there's zero grudges there. You don't get anywhere in business and life uh, if you hold grudges. And uh, uh, certainly if there was anything there that made any sense for us and them, uh, we'd been more than willing to pull the trigger, and I'm sure they would have been as well. So uh, that's just uh, strictly not true.
0: Stephen Jones Show here on 105.3 The Fan. I know you guys don't like to comment on negotiations and contracts or anything, but does Alden Smith make sense as a player moving forward?
1: You know, we're so focused right now on this year uh, of just really trying to uh, really go to work every week and, uh, you know, get this team uh, headed in a good direction that everybody feels good about. And, you know, we'll evaluate those things at the end of the year, look at the full body of work uh, with each player. Uh, we'll go through it with Will with our uh, and his staff, Coach uh, Coach McCarthy and his staff, and look at each and every player and see what the landscape's going to be in terms of the salary cap and Uh, what our draft picks look like and uh, and we'll make decisions based on that
2: how important are the next eight games for guys like cheeto and jordan lewis and xavier woods because if you you know we're about this season right now but as you look forward the secondary looks pretty darn barren if all your pending free agents didn't return how big of an eight weeks for you guys to evaluate and figure out who's still going to be here how is that
1: i think it's huge i think it's uh you know it's really big, as I was saying, it's big for every player on this football team. We all need to, uh, you know, they and they know that. I mean, they they they, they got to get better. We've got to get better as a team. We've got to see what direction, uh, you know, each and every player is going in. Uh, you know, for these young guys, are, uh, you know, are going into their uh, last year, their contract, it's the a contract year form. It's huge for them, but it's big for us to evaluate them as well. And uh, uh, you make a great point in that, uh, you know, these are some. Some guys that all came out in the same draft class together, and uh, you know, I know they, uh, you know, are wanting to really cash in. So uh, hopefully, we'll see the best football is uh, yet to come. And uh, you know, this is going to be big for us, and we certainly want to, uh, as we move forward in this season, uh, we want to get better each and every week and feel feel good about where we're going.
2: You guys got a lot of young guys that are getting some playing time. Uh, a lot of them on defense, but. When you look at those guys, do you have any that are standing out to you as, man, I really like the way that guy is developing or that guy is coming along?
1: Well, I think, uh, yeah, there's a, there's several guys that would fit in that category. I mean, you start with Diggs. is probably, uh, you know, we've liked him from day one and knew there were going to be some growing pains playing that corner position uh, in the NFL. Uh, but he gets better every week, and uh, we all know he's been close to a lot of, A lot of interceptions this year that were really close that he didn't quite make. Now he's starting to make those plays and he's got to work on his eyes and, you know, cut down on some of the big plays that he's given up. But it was, you see he's got a short memory, gave up a big play early uh, last week and then came back with two picks and almost a third pick six. So, uh, you know, fired up about him. Uh, Certainly uh, Neville Gallimore is really starting to understand what's going on in there. Not unlike Tristan did last year. It took a, Took him some time, but, uh, you know, he's getting his opportunities, which is what's important. And, you know, I think the more these guys play, uh, the more uh, they'll develop and uh, certainly feel like his era's up. Uh, You also got young guys who we know are going to be back next year, like Dorrance Armstrong and Randy Gregory, uh, are really doing some good things out there. So, you know, there's a lot of things to be uh, excited about uh, as we move forward, and I uh, really feel like, uh, uh, you know, as as we do move forward, if these guys can make a difference uh, in a time probably where the salary cap's going to be very tight for every team in this league because of the virus and the, the cap, uh, you know, if not flat going down, uh, you know, you're going to have to find young guys who can, who can play.
3: Steven, you, you mentioned about the quarterbacks and stuff, and, you know, Garrett Gilbert or Cooper Rush is going to, you know, have the opportunity to start this week is there a reason why you made the change was there some plays that were left on the field by Danucci that you guys say man we we can't have that happen and we maybe need to go another direction it was is it more about that or why why do you go with the quarterback switch?
1: well we had a lot as you know Brian a lot of great business with, uh, with coach Parcells over the years uh, Mike McCarthy certainly feels this way if a court, if you give a guy an opportunity and you just don't feel like he's ready yet, he sure. can certainly kill a guy's confidence, and you know Danucci has a lot of upside, and I think uh, you know the offensive staff just feels like you know that's not positive for him to go out there and and uh, you know not quite you know be ready yet, and so uh, I think it's one of those things where Mike thinks you know, this guy, unfortunately, he didn't get any mini camps, he didn't get any quarterback schools, everything was virtual. He got no preseason games. I mean, that's a lot to expect out of a. Seventh round pick from James Madison, who's a rookie. Uh, to think you can go in there in the heat of the battle in the NFL and plug and play. I mean, we all know uh, Tony Romo came from a smaller school and he, you know, he's he was three years in the making. Uh, you know, Mike pointed out that Aaron Rodgers uh, really sat and watched behind Brett Favre for three years. And you know, there's a lot of guys who believe that that's in the best interest of these young quarterbacks that you can really run some of them and they can list you a whole page full of guys who got plugged in right away and struggled and it killed their confidence and they never really recovered. So uh, we just feel like this is in Danucci's best interest and, uh, you know, feel like the other two guys who've been around the league longer uh, give us a better chance to have success.
0: You know, as rough as as Danucci's day was, the guy across from him, second pick, you know, MVP talk in 2017, Carson Wentz, wasn't that much better. Or Are you surprised at how his career has taken a turn this year?
1: Well, I don't know uh, all the details. Uh, You know, we've got so many problems that we're dealing with ourselves and so many challenges, uh, you know, that I hadn't really paid attention, uh, you know, to Carson's year. You know, I know we really love Carson Wentz coming out. I know he's a top-notch individual. Uh, You know, it's my understanding they have some pretty serious injuries on their offensive line. Uh, that creates challenges for any quarterback. And so it would be unfair for me to comment uh, on on Wentz at this point.
2: Does does Zach Martin have any hesitancy to change positions for half a season? Steele gave up seven pressures and three sacks last week. He's had some real struggles, but it seems like Mike really wants to stick with him. Is Zach hesitant in any way?
1: No, and I think it's something that's still in play that we'll continue to look at uh, you know, you got to give Steele. Uh, you got to understand, he's going gone. That's two big time fronts we've gone against back to back. And uh, you know that Graham's given our right tackle a uh, fit uh, for for years. Whether it's Hale, whether it's Doug Free, and whether it's Steele, uh, you know he he gives them a handful. And uh, you know you got Big Cox in there, and then of course the week before we uh, that Washington Redskins uh, lines loaded with number one. So. You know we just gotta uh, gotta continue to develop these young guys. I think that Zach would do whatever he's asked and he'd go out there and I promise you he'd play it at a pro Bowl level uh, if that's what we needed. So it's certainly something that stays in play and we'll continue to look at it
3: Steven, i I know you don't believe in moral victories and stuff, and you know, but your defense did play better last week and whether it was the Eagles or what but overall, watching that tape, you had to be at least pleased that. That maybe you turned the corner on some of the issues that you guys have had
1: well I, I do think we played better and uh, we made strides but uh you know you you've got to start uh, put, stacking those up back to back and uh you know you got to put uh, you know string some games together where you play consistent and uh, uh, certainly we're going to get another big challenge sure. here uh, yeah. the Steelers love to run it they're physical and uh, but uh, we've got to continue uh, to see these guys. Uh, put together and our staff put together back-to-back games and, and have that kind of success before you say, "Hey, we we've arrived and and we're getting this now."
0: It's Stephen Jones here with us on the fan. Generally speaking, at, at corner, are you more comfortable with the profile of a player who's more boom or bust as far as you know turnovers or and big plays, or are you more comfortable with a corner who who doesn't give up the big plays and doesn't get the takeaways?
1: That's a great question. Uh, You know, what what I'm comfortable with, uh, you know, boom or bust, uh, you know, that part concerns me. But I do think young players uh, you give up big plays early. If you you really feel like, which I think is the case with Diggs, that he's going to get the the big plays out of him and then he's going to continue to have success with, uh, you know, making plays, then uh, I'd rather have that versus a player who's not going to make plays on the ball be consistent, especially if we think he's going to develop into the player that does make plays and uh, rarely gives up the big plays.
2: Steven, we asked Joe Looney this yesterday in honor of Halloween, his top three candies, and he picked Almond Joy as his favorite, which was really disappointing to everybody. Um, when you're stealing candy from one of your kids or a family member, what are, what are the three favorites?
1: Well, I'd have to say uh, uh, Butterfinger for sure is the top of my list, probably followed real close by a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. And if i got to throw a third one in there, I'd have to give it to the Snickers bar. Hey,
0: how are you? Very good, Stephen. Sounds like a good good time to let you go, man. Give them hell over there. We'll be pulling for you.
1: Sounds good.